Hello and welcome to another deep dive episode of The Final Third. My name is Jack. I am a Minnesota United fan. I'm wearing their jersey right now in their, as they're about to play LAFC. I'm a Chelsea FC fan, an Atalanta BC fan, a USMNT fan, and a French national team fan. And I'm joined here with AJ. Hello, I'm AJ Tabura. I'm everyone's here at Minnesota United, West Ham United, and U.S. national team fan. Jack, I'm surprised that Slovakia has been relegated to uh, not being mentioned. Well, what happened there? I'm a bit embarrassed for them, but I do still have some representation for them on here in my little flag carousel. So I got Slovakia, Guyana, the U.S. and France. So all right, all they're right. still they're well, still represented there. I, I just figured more than five teams to name is a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've always had just my three and I'm yeah. pretty proud that, that, that I don't think that's ever going to change unless like. I moved to a new place, but, you know, on the topic of national teams, I guess we should go over what we're talking about today. Uh, We're talking about uh, the Olympics. We're going to talk about the group stages that just wrapped up for both the men's and the women's team uh, tournament. Jack, where can people find us on the social medias? At Final Third Show is the best place to find us on there, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, but mostly Twitter. Uh, Check out all the stuff that we're posting on there, whether that's updates on American players playing in the Champions League or about Fantasy Premier League coming up, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like Jack mentioned, we have uh, plans to host our own uh, FPL tournament, perhaps Uh, just one where anyone can join. If it's not filled up already, the guys over at the stateside soccer show are doing their own draft FPL uh, league. So if you want to join that, go ahead and uh, head on our Twitter to get to their Twitter and follow us while you're at it, too. And give us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Let's get started with talking about the Olympics. Let's start with the men's tournament because that's where group a is right off the bat jack we're going to be talking about these groups from a bird's eye perspective just picking out any uh narratives that we see going on here group a was made out of japan mexico france and south africa and i say that because that is the order of how they finished japan first with nine points mexico six france with three south africa zero japan and mexico move on uh and yeah so with the men's tournament the top two teams qualify for the quarterfinals jack i have a feeling you're going to want to talk about this group so i'll let you dissect what happened here maybe particularly for one team go ahead well i i previewed group a in our olympic preview and first of all i want to talk about japan because they've performed amazingly I, I I kind of undersold the home advantage when me too, me too. Uh, when talking about the Olympics, but they they really proved it. And especially, uh, you know, one of the players I highlighted in the preview was Takafusa Kubo, who plays for Real Madrid. And boy, did he show up in this tournament! He really did. He scored three goals for Japan. He was really present in their success, mm-hmm. which is as they are the only team, yeah, only team to take all point all of the yeah. points from their group like they they only let in one goal that is yeah. absolutely fantastic they they are a side to look out for and honestly a serious contender to win this tournament oh, so yeah. i i mean like i i undersold them at the beginning of this but 
yeah, I, I, I can't believe I did that at this point. I, I, I predicted they'd finish third, finished first. But speaking of teams I predicted to finish first, France. <laughs> uh, that's who I said would finish first. That, I mean, Not it great. could be it could be further from the truth. They didn't end up in fourth, but they did end <laughs> up in third place. And it was really disappointing. There was one bright side, and it was Andre Pierre Gignac. That's it. That, that's about it. The, their overage player, the striker from Tigris, that, that's the only bright side to this entire campaign. The, France did not, uh, their clubs didn't let their players get released for the tournament. And as a result, they really suffered. And because of that, they finished in third. They're not moving on to the next round. And honestly, like, that, that's just on the French Soccer Federation at that point. Like, uh, because they, they could do more to make sure their, uh, the clubs release players for the Olympics. But, you know, whatever. They, they, they made their choice, and because of that, they screwed over the, na- uh, over the national team, really. But then we're going to talk about the USMNT rivals, Mexico, who also had a very good group stage. Very, very well done by them. Uh, only one loss to Japan, of course, but you know they performed pretty well throughout the tournament. Yeah, yeah. scoring eight goals, four against France, three against South Africa. You know they they didn't do a terrible job, and I, you know, I'm not sure if they'll make it too far in this tournament. I think they can, but it's going to be a little bit tough for them, uh, just just because they're going up against South Korea, who are also a really strong side mm-hmm. in this group stage. So, and then finally, South Africa. Um, I highlighted them as the as the bottom team in the in the group because they hadn't released a roster. And yeah, um, that that's about it. They they scored three goals all against France uh, in a four <laughs> three thriller. Um, but yeah, they they just they, unfortunately their squad just couldn't compete with the likes of, you know, the uh, France, Mexico and, you know, uh, and why am I Japan? Why did I blank so hard? <laughs> My God, uh, they, they just couldn't compete, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, scoring three goals in the Olympics, not too bad. But unfortunately, they're they're heading home early as well. Uh, and the only thing I'll add uh, is Kubo uh, of Japan. He became the first Japanese player to score in every group stage match. I think he's their MVP so far. Yeah, for uh, sure. Japan does as he does. If if I think if he has good games going forward, they will as well. And I also want to talk about France. Uh, you mentioned <laughs> the the French uh, football federation not being able to do to or not doing enough. I suppose was is there anything that they could do differently? Like could they? Because I I don't know. Like like do they have the power to force clubs to release players or? Because because the Olympics obviously aren't a FIFA tournament, so clubs aren't uh, aren't required to release players for it. Could the the football federation do anything different, or was this mostly on the coach? Even I'm forgetting is it Ripoli, Ripoli. Yeah, uh, Sylvian Ripoli. Uh, Ripoli. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I think it's on the coach, but I think the federation could also, you know, kind of do their best to incentivize these clubs to do it, like taught like. You know, talk up as, you know, the U.S. does really. It's about national pride and stuff like that. Yeah, that that's not really in the in in the in the marketing, I guess you could say for for them to to their clubs. So play it up like that and be like, hey, you know what? This is a big opportunity for us Mm -hmm. to show us, you know, we we kind of 
didn't do that great in the Euros. We we had we won the World Cup. Let's show the world what our youth are about. And then they and they let the ball flop on that. They 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 uh, drop the ball on it. Uh, so unfortunately, that's that's what they ended up doing. And the clubs, I think, you're you're right. Also also bear some responsibility for this. I think they should have let some of them go because this this is a big opportunity for them. It, it not many people in the men's game get the opportunity to play in the Olympics more than once. So I, I think that the clubs should yeah. have given those players the opportunity. I, I think if there's the biggest thing that the Federation could have done, in my opinion, is kind of what Burhalter does with a lot of clubs. It's just kind of like wheel and deal, you know, it's like, hey, we will. We will ask to take player uh, A from you. We won't take player B. And if we if you allow us to take player A to the Olympics, we promise we won't call him in for a, the, one of the U21 camps later this year. We promise we won't take player B for the, the full senior team uh, in World Cup qualifiers against Estonia or whatever. And right. like kind of like uh, like work that club relationship very well. I think the U.S. does that very well. And yeah, I don't know. Just uh, uh unfortunate that France or fortunate if you're at any other country that they went out. But, you know, such is life. I guess that's two disappointing tournaments in a row for France. So, uh, yeah, kind of kind of happy about that. It's kind of ah. funny. <laughs> Let's go on to group B. Uh, I'll take the reins on this one. Uh, it consisted of Honduras, Romania, New Zealand and South Korea, and it finished the opposite of that. South Korea on six points and New Zealand on four points goes on to the knockout stages. Romania and Honduras are eliminated. Let's start from the top. South Korea. Jack, I, I think in my opinion, something that, that I, I really underrated South Korea. I think you had them first, right? Uh, I had them. I'm just checking. I did have them first. Yes. And I had them third. And I think the thing that I kind of underrated was their military exemption program. So so you know how, how South Korea, they have, I think it's for every able-bodied adult. They have a a required training that, uh, they have to go through like, like boot camp in order to, uh, be ready for the military in case yeah, something it, happens it's every able-bodied male after okay. they turn 18 there's a specific window that they can fulfill that and it's a two-year long training program and you have yes. very little connection with the outside world during those two years I, mm-hmm. I that's what i that's what i've read about at least yes i i th- th- that's correct I, I just didn't know if it was uh male and female because i know that's how israel does it, it right. okay, it's just yeah. male for uh, korea all right yep uh, if you guys will remember, uh, son of Tottenham was able to get around that by winning the 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 AFC U23 Cup or something like that. And that that's how the exemption program works. If you like medal at the Olympics, if you win like a, a significant sporting championship, you are exempted and you only have to take like a, a one or two week long course right. on just basics and stuff like that. That makes it so a lot of like Korean overage players push to be a part of this team of of youth teams so they can get more chances to get exemption. And the U23s obviously push the barriers of their mind and body to get themselves a medal to get exempted. And 
that's the case with great players like Quan Chang Hoon and Lee Kang Yin of Valencia. And the, it, South Korea's uh, offense was just insane this tournament so far, scoring 10 goals. Uh, Ui Jo Huang scored a hat trick against Honduras, and Dong Jun Lee, Jin Ya Kim, and Chang Hoon Kwan also played really well. It was an all around performance, and I think that they're going to go far, at least to the semifinals, in my mind, uh, for this team. Next was New Zealand. They got their first win in the first quarterfinal appearance. Uh, really good. That Chris Wood goal in the win over South Korea made all the difference. The, the fact that they got that win is the reason why they're here. And really, I, I don't think they'll go far, but it's cool to see them here. Next is Romania. Uh, <laughs> I will have to say, I did say that they'll be first. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm putting my hands up, Jack. You were right. You were right. Missing those U21 Euro players did end up hurting them a lot. They really did. (laughs) Yeah. Jack, they scored zero goals. I did not see that coming. Uh, Their singular 1-0 win against Honduras was thanks to a Honduras own goal. So they really did not score any goals. Yeah, that that is true. I I was about to point that out, but then I remembered that. So I actually predicted them to finish third as well. So that's that's two correct in that one in B. So I'll take that. Uh, well, what's funny about the way they went out, they, they, they lost 0-4 to four to South Korea. Terrible. Still managed to get four points. For, like, for some reason, they managed to get a good four points. But they went down on goal difference. They managed to stay in the fight the entire time while looking completely ineffective. None of the players really stood out to me. They played like they wanted to sit back the entire game, and they did that, and... Nothing really came of it, obviously, on the other side. And Honduras was just a mess defensively. I have nothing to say other than <laughs> they were in the fight until the end. But on the final day, they just gave up six goals to South Korea. I, they made the semis last time around. I don't know exactly what happened to them. If, if, if like, they just felt sad that day and couldn't really compete. Uh, if, if, they, if they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know. I don't know. But they failed to make out at the group. Jack, anything else from Group B that you want to point out other than making fun of me for guessing Romania would be first? Well, I, I, I just wanted to check in with you if you have your rankings up, but how many do you have right uh, as of now? Because I have exactly 50% correct. All right. I, I got Mexico in second and South Africa in last for Group A and South Korea first and Romania third for Group B. All right. Well, this is going to be very embarrassing. I have 25%. I have, I, I have, I have not Japan first. I have Mexico second, South Korea fourth for Group A, and absolutely nothing right for Group B. I completely whiffed there. It was, it was a, it, it was like I took the penalty kick and I skied it like on the other side of like the stadium. That's basically what Sent happened. Sent it to the, you, you hit the crossbar and scored an own goal. I see. Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I, I went for the penalty kick and I hit a satellite. I hit the, the ISS or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> but hopefully I'm doing better in Group C. Jack, how, how, did, how did Group C look for you and, and what happened there? What did you see there? Yeah, well, uh, Group C finished Spain in first on five points, Egypt in second on four points, Argentina in third on four points, and Australia in fourth on three points. Uh, Ultimately, like this group was really interesting down to the end. Argentina don't advance because of goal difference on that. Egypt had a plus one goal difference. Argentina, negative one. And because of that, like, I mean, this is the lowest scoring group. 
I, I'm going to preface yeah. it with that. This this was a very low scoring group. Eight I've, goals in eight total, goals. right? Yep, eight goals in total. Wow. Each team scored two goals. It was just a matter of defense in this one, really. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I, I'm going to start with Spain because I think we both kind of we got it right because I think we both put them in first. But mm-hmm. I think we kind of missed on this one because they didn't perform that well during the tournament like that. Yes, they finished top of the group, but they did that by drawing against Egypt, drawing against Argentina and beating uh, news or Australia one goal to zero. It was not the inspired performance that we thought it would be. And I think the reason why has to come down to just fatigue. Like most of Spain's team are players who have been playing so many games. You're looking at Eric Garcia, Pau Torres, uh, Unai Simon, uh, Pedri, Danny Omo, Mikel Oyazerbal, uh, Carlos Soler. You, you have so many players that have just been playing so many games for their clubs. And I think they're just tired. I think they're just tired. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's the reason why this all happened. Uh, and, but, you know, they still finished top of the group by maintaining a good defense. And, you know, if that that's... That's exactly what you need to do sometimes in tournaments. Just stick it out and defend. Uh, it wasn't exciting, but they did it. Next, Egypt. And, you know, Egypt, I, I, did, I did kind of hype them up a little bit in, in the preview. I said this wasn't a terrible side. I didn't expect them to advance, though. I predicted them to yeah, finish third. not at all. Yeah, uh, I, but, you know, they, they really were huge. Ahmed Higazi, who I highlighted in the preview, was fantastic he at center back he he really helped egypt hold it down and without him they could have had a far worse goal differential and wouldn't have advanced so he he was really huge for them uh i mean other than that i'm not sure if there's any other standout players really uh but you know they they did pretty well all uh i i I guess yasser ryan who who or rayon who was the top who's the top scorer in the egyptian league right now he he did score a goal uh in there as well which i mean that that's pretty good but ultimately a good enough showing but probably not going to do too well against brazil in the yeah, knockout rounds not at but all. but you know they they did they did the job well enough to advance on good for them argentina though that mm, pre- pretty mediocre tying against spain is good Beating Egypt is is should be expected to be honest, but losing two to zero against Australia, that uh, in yeah. the first game that set them far back, and also they had a red card in that game, like th- that really set them back I- in this tournament. I I think if they if they had you know been able to not get a red card, maybe pulled out a draw from that one. I mean that quite literally would have been enough for them to advance, but no, unfortunately that's not what happened. They didn't really have. A standout player if i'm being all that honest like were there any for argentina that really stood out for you not really because i if if i'm being honest the team that they did bring obviously wasn't the a team right so right it, yeah. it wasn't like they were bringing any superstars there were a lot of uh, uh i'd say lower level names I, I don't know if i mentioned that on the the preview for this but yeah not a lot of standout names for me yeah, I, I think I highlighted that as well. Um, they they didn't have that many standout names. Claudio Bravo, who plays for the Portland Timbers, just couldn't make 
stuff happen yeah. really this tournament. And, uh, you know, Alexis McAllister, who plays for Brighton, I thought he could do okay. Didn't contribute at all, really. Um, so it, it was just a really uninspired showing, if I'm being completely honest, uh, from Argentina. And then Australia. Eh, I mean, the win over Argentina, very good. And then it was yeah. all downhill from there. That, that's, that's how to describe this. Uh, you know, the, the win against Argentina, fantastic. The loss against Spain, understandable. But then the loss against Egypt, that's, that's I mean, it, it was the last game, but that, that would just, that, that just killed them. And they, they, giving up two goals to Egypt, the only two goals Egypt scored in the, tur- in the tournament, they, they just kind of capitulated towards the end. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because they started so promising. But, you know, I, I, I do think that it wasn't too bad from them, uh, but they definitely could have done better. And in this one, I got two right as well. I got Spain in first and Australia in fourth. So I mixed up the middle there. I only got Spain correct. I had Egypt last. I had Australia third and Argentina second. Oof. This has not, not been this has not <laughs> been a good prediction for you. <laughs> yes, and guess what? It gets it just gets worse with group D. Jack, is there anything in group C that you want to mention before we move on to well, another interesting group? No, I think I think I think I got everything off in group C that that I, I wanted to talk about and highlight. All right. Group D was Brazil, the Ivory Coast, Germany, and Saudi Arabia, and it finished that way as well. Brazil with seven points, Ivory Coast five, Germany four, and Saudi Arabia unfortunately goes home with a donut, zero points. The only team to do so. Oh, wait, nope, South Africa, my bad. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Brazil, uh, starting out with them, uh, I highlighted this in the predictions for this. They brought a really great, great team, and that's why I had them... Oh, I'm actually going to go back and check who I had medal. Yeah, I had Brazil with the gold medal. And so far, they have delivered pretty well. Uh, obviously, getting seven points and topping the group is very impressive. Only drawing against a very good Ivory Coast team that I also happen to enjoy uh, in the prediction episode. And I, I, if, if you want to highlight uh, some of their players, the first player that st- steps out is Richarlison who I believe has scored five goals and five is the goals, yep. yeah, current golden boot uh, for the men's tournament in the Olympics. Like Brazil and the team that they brought, even though this is hardly the very best team that they could have brought, the fact that they, they, they took some of these players and have been finding success is pretty good. And I, I, I sincerely believe that they can make a run towards that gold medal still. Ivory Coast... I mentioned them before in the predictions episode, but they have uh, such a good team. Uh, if it's one player that I want to mention, it's the likes of Kessie, who scored a goal in the first game, which was a, a very decisive go- a goal in their win against Saudi Arabia. Uh, but really, this entire Ivory Coast team d- deserves a round of applause. Like The amount of work that they have put in and the amount of uh, defensive work, you know, keeping b- back the likes of brazil to a a nil nil draw very very impressive do i see them going far probably not but still great to see uh some representation from africa and with ivory coast going on and egypt going on that means that every single continent every single confederation has representation concacaf conmebol afc 
uh, OFC, uh, CAF and UEFA all in here. That's great to see. Germany, not great. Not great. <laughs> what, what really did them in was A, the loss to Brazil, but like if you lose in your, your very first game to a very good team, that's not bad. What's bad is getting that draw with Ivory Coast and getting that draw from an own goal that could have definitely been preventable. Very hard to defend them. Uh, maybe it wasn't the best squad, but it wasn't without talent. You have Amiri, Ake, Cruz. It should have been enough to at least challenge for a, a medal. It should have been enough to get out of the groups at the very least, but that wasn't the case. Sucks. And then Saudi Arabia... I will like when I I went through this group last time, there weren't a lot of standout names that are recognizable. Obviously, they have a, a good team still because they're here. But yeah, not a lot to say. Not a lot of uh, standout names either that will really push the needle in global football. Uh, Jack, any anything else to say about this group? And how did this group go for you predictions wise? Well, I, I wanted to talk about Germany because oh, yeah, sure. I think one thing that really hurt them was the fact that they did get that red card in their second game against Saudi Arabia. Very true. So that uh, they lost one of their top choice center backs for the for the final game against the Ivory Coast. And, you know, that 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 hurts. Uh, that hurts your team. And yeah, I, I think Germany is another one of those teams like France, where they could have built an absolute monster of a team. They really mm-hmm. could have. But because of the Euros, they really couldn't. So yeah. uh, and, and because of confederations not releasing players, what, whatever, whatever it is, they, they just couldn't build the same team that the potential would suggest. And that really hurt them. The teams that did build a, a squad that built up to potential talking about like Brazil, Spain, uh, Japan and uh, Mexico, South Mexico, South Korea, Ivory Coast, they all they ended up advancing. And the teams that played down and like kind of left out important players that could have contributed, Argentina, Germany, uh, Romania, France, they ended up going home. So I think that's the biggest underlying theme that we see between these uh, between mm-hmm. all of these groups that the clubs that brought their their best did really well, or the teams that brought their best, and the ones that that kind of nerfed it a little bit did it it predictably backfired on them so uh but i got two right from this one so i got two right from every single group so i'll take 50 percent on that i got brazil in first and saudi arabia in last mixing up the middle again but you know 50 percent, not too shabby ah uh, oh man oh man i i, I don't even want to calculate the math all i know is i got below 50 percent. so i guess you win this <laughs> yeah. round Woo, that sucks let's go. yeah I, I i do have to definitely agree with you with uh the teams nerfing themselves even if it wasn't necessarily themselves and it's just the clubs, it kind of sucks that uh, if you're a national team that has so many good players that those clubs don't want to let you go. And this is me complimenting France, by the way. You know, when you have a, a national team that has so many good players that getting them away from their clubs is very hard. Obviously, that's how Honduras got fourth place last time. Honduras does not have the fourth best youth team in the world that's not the case at all but because they got to have their best players because their best players aren't that great no offense honduras (laughs) that's how they got to that situation but yes yes 
Uh, Jack, before we move on to the women's side real quick, uh, I want to get your predictions on the quarterfinals because we didn't get to Ooh, predict okay. that in the last news and predictions show. Uh, Japan versus New Zealand, Spain versus Ivory Coast, South Korea versus Mexico, and Brazil versus Egypt. Who do you have winning uh, each of those games? I'm not going to give a scoreline for these, but I'll just sure. say who I think is winning. I'm going to say Spain win uh, against Ivory Coast. I think it'll be close, though. Uh, I think Japan should beat New Zealand in this one. Uh, I, I think Brazil should beat Egypt. If they don't, then that that is the biggest upset of this tournament. Uh, I, I, I would I would say. And then South Korea, like you said, the motivation to get out of that mandatory military service mm-hmm. that that's I think that will carry them over Mexico. And plus, they have a good squad. So I that that's who I have Spain, Japan, Brazil, Brazil and South Korea. All right. I will agree with you on Spain. I'll agree with you on Japan, Brazil, but I'm going with Mexico. Partially because I have Mexico in uh, the fourth place. That's uh, true. You do have them there. uh, Missing out on a medal, so I want them to continue. I have them in fourth as well, but I I, I don't know. I I, I just want the South Koreans to win. That's about it. (laughs) Well, I I, I don't know. I I think that Mexico have a really good squad, uh, and I think that at the very least, they'll give them a run for their money. All right, let's talk about the women's side a little bit. Uh, this this tournament, how this works, it's uh, three groups of four, and the top two third-place teams also qualify to the quarterfinals along with the top two. I'll start out with Group E. This was Great Britain, Canada, Japan, and Chile. That's how the group finished. Uh, Great Britain, Canada go on automatically in Japan. Thanks for the four points that they got they were able to qualify as a third place team uh a pretty good uh, squad or a pretty good uh, group of of teams here i think great britain canada and japan all have the potential to do pretty well in the knockout rounds particularly great britain and canada i think whites carried the great britain through not the best showing against canada needing an own goal to preserve their lead in the group Overall, I'm not too impressed with Great Britain on a larger scale. I think that they have some uh, issues with chance creation and all that stuff to uh, go forward and like win this entire tournament. But still, you know, like I said, a very good team. I think they'll do fine in the knockout rounds, probably win in the quarterfinals. Canada, to their credit, got good draws against good opposition, even if they only won uh one of their three games they, they, they drew against japan when japan is hosting very tough and obviously drew against great britain i i also see some issues with canada i, I just don't think that canada is the most uh most dangerous of teams here in the women's tournament but when you have uh, some scoring options with sinclair and becky in the second game uh a, a lot can happen so i guess it's still unpredictable and japan only thing i have to say about them is uh, i I think even highlighted this they have a waning golden generation i think that the the years of their dominance are kind of behind them they were in the finals the past two world cups except not 2019 like 2011 2015 and i think it's finally catching up to them that they have an older squad in my opinion i think and i I think that's really getting to them and we're seeing that end of the golden generation in chile uh, don't have much to say about them. Don't really know about them too much. Uh, all I know is they scored at least one goal. 
It was a, a penalty. penalty. Yep. So, you know, good for them. Jack, are, are you higher on Great Britain and Canada? I, I, I can't believe I, I started this group saying, yeah, it's a good group of teams and been like, yeah, these teams aren't good. So I kind of feel <laughs> a little hypocritical there. But what do you think about this group? I mean, I, I thought I, I actually predicted this exactly. So I'm happy with wow. that, especially since I. Uh, Spoiler alert for the other two. I only got one out of eight for the rest of the <laughs> the rest of everything else. So uh, I'll take what I can get in it. But I yeah, in a world where the Netherlands exist in this tournament, uh, Great Britain and Canada don't look good. That that's that's what yeah, I have to exactly, say about it. Exactly. Because that that's that that's the main thing. Great Britain, to their credit, have been good. They've given up one goal, scored four. Their defense is really what helped them a lot. And they, mm-hmm. like you said, they rely way too much on Ellen White. But, you know, they, they got the job done ultimately. And, you know, in the knockout, they have, you know, not too bad of a draw. Australia, of course, that can be dangerous, as the U.S. women found yeah. out. But, uh, you know, they, they, they have a decent enough draw. Canada, on the other hand. Um, but that, that's actually the perfect segue into the next group because they drew against Brazil for the knockout yes. round. So going on to group F, uh, let, let's just uh, let's just start with the order. Netherlands on seven points in first Brazil on seven points as well. And uh, second Zambia on in third with one point in China in fourth with one point. Goal difference separated this. Uh, yeah, Zambia had negative. <laughs> Zambia had a negative eight goal difference, and China had negative eleven. That's that's not too big of a goal difference, right? Not too bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brazil had six. Very good. Very great. Yeah, yeah. But the Netherlands had thirteen. Wow, wow. <laughs> they, they, I mean, they. The way I see this is they're like Atalanta at this point. They, it's their their philosophy. See, at the Olympics, seems to be we don't care how many you score against us. We're gonna score more against you anyway. Yeah, literally. So, uh, like. Zambia scored three against them, which in a normal game, that's enough to like destroy most opposition. Yeah. They scored 10 against them. Uh, Brazil scored three against them. They scored three back. China scored two against them. So they scored eight naturally. <laughs> uh, so um, that that's the main story with this. Their defense is still good, but they, they've just been ab- like absolutely carried forward by uh, their their goal scorers, which is uh, Vivienne uh, Medima, who plays for Arsenal Women. With eight goals, yeah, goal in, three so games, yeah. in three games, in three games. That is that, and uh, here's here's the crazy part. In the top three, they have two of the goal scorers in there. Uh, Lika Martins also scored four goals, uh, and then just a little bit further down, Lineth Bernstein with three goals as well. Like they, just everyone seems to score for them. They have set up fantastically. And, you know, I in my in my uh, like run through of everything, I predicted them to get the silver medal. Um, I'm not so sure about silver anymore. I think I think they're aiming for gold I, and I think they can do it. I'm, I'm still point. feeling pretty confident in their in their silver meddling, even though really ooh, I, I, had, I, really? I had the U, okay. U.S. beating them in the final. I that, did as well. That's that, what I had as well. That's which that's is not, not possible. Yes. So. Uh, but then we have uh, Brazil, who are also really good. Uh, shout out, of course, to uh, Formiga, who is the only person uh, to play in every single Olympics where women's soccer has been a sport nice. in it, which is really cool. Uh, she's 43 and still absolutely crushing it, like uh, in central midfield. So that that's that's pretty awesome. But overall, like just a really sh- solid showing 
from Brazil. I, I mean, you, you don't really expect anything other than the, the, uh, with, with them. And then Zambia, uh, we highlighted her earlier, uh, but she deserves another shout out. Barbara Banda. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Two hat tricks in, in three games. I mean, that, that, that's, that, that speaks for itself. Even though Zambia only got one point and didn't make it out of the group, I mean, that, that's an achievement in and of itself. China, you still did pretty good. And of course, you had someone who scored four goals. Uh, Shuan Wang scored four goals against Zambia. That's impressive as well. And, you know, putting up a, putting up a fight against China as well, not too bad. I, I, think, I think that this was an overall very solid showing from China, even though they only have one point to show for it. Yeah. But it, it feels like this group, no one, no team really performed awful. They all performed either to expectation, maybe a little bit above, or absolutely crushed it. Yeah. So I, I think like this, this team is, is like the most solid. Honestly, that that the, I'm not sure if that's the right word to use, but that that's what I'm going with. The the most, uh, I I guess it was a crazy group, but it was still very much like this is the the kind of lineup of, of teams that you'd expect like the standings to be like yeah, like so, the, yeah. the most entertaining maybe is the, it, yeah. that that might be the way to put it sure sure uh, the netherlands are scary they scored 21 goals obviously they've also conceded eight so it's not like they are completely impenetrable and if i'm being honest i think this is the easiest group of the three Fair i'm enough, being honest because yeah. i think zambia zambia obviously uh aren't known to be footballing powerhouses and China historically have been in the nineties and two thousands. I think that reign of terror has ended. They haven't had a real decent tournament since the 2015 world cup. And Brazil is the only team that you have to go through. And that was a three, three draw. The Netherlands couldn't win that one. They couldn't blow them out. They gave up three goals to them. They gave up three goals to Zambia and two from China. I, Call, call me a homer. I think the U.S. has a chance. That's all I'm going to say. Any, yes. Theoretically, every team has a chance. That is true. Except the teams that did get eliminated. So True. But, you know, I, I, I mean, like, every team in the knockout round has a chance. But maybe I'm a bit pessimistic after watching the Australia game. But I yes. it, it just feels like the Netherlands are going to get some revenge for the... Yeah for the 2019 world cup well speaking of the u.s and australia and whatever whatever let's move on to group g but before that jack quick checking up on the (laughs) the predictions that we put down uh for my group e i have gotten just two right i had japan and chile and my group uh f if i go back i had the netherlands winning brazil second china third zambia fourth so i guess i I, I got the top two correct. How are you doing on on Group F? We're both at fifty percent right now. All right, fifty percent. Uh, I got so I, that comes from getting everything right in Group E and nothing right in Group F. So awesome, awesome. We'll, we'll see how Group G shakes out here, uh, but I think I'm gonna lose this one. All right, all right. Well, oh, spoiler alert: I I I finished with fifty percent overall because I yeah. Had- I, I'm one below that. So yeah. I, I had Australia, New Zealand finishing where they were and Sweden, United States flipped around. Uh, Group G uh, was Sweden first. Didn't I thought the United States would do that. Apparently not. United States second, Australia third, New Zealand fourth. Australia also go fourth to the uh, 
the quarterfinals through their good showing with four points to get a second place, I believe, in the third place uh, table. Very confusing what I just said, but that's how <laughs> that's how soccer works sometimes. Uh, Sweden, I think for my money, has been the best team of this tournament. They've only conceded two goals. They've scored nine and in a much harder group, in my opinion. They're the only team with nine points, only team to have won every single one of their games, and they can get it done on both sides of the field. Very, very good. Uh, obviously, they destroyed the United States, uh, and they did the job well against Australia and New Zealand. I think, who are they even playing in the quarterfinals? They're, they are playing Japan. Japan. Uh, I, th- I think that'll be fine. Great Britain, Australia is who they're going to be playing in the semifinal if they advance. I think, yeah, I, I would be very surprised if Sweden don't at least make the semifinals, and I would be uh, slightly surprised if they don't make it to the final. Then you have the United States, and I've said a lot about them. Against their game against Australia, which is a 0-0 draw, they played very timid. There's a lot of back passing, a lot of side passing. It's as if Australia and the United States knew that if they both drew, they'd probably qualify. And if the United States would win, it wouldn't matter. If Australia would win, it wouldn't matter. So they just conserve their energy. Still, not a lot of a great things to take away from that game. They're also very old, as uh, proven by the likes of Morgan and Rapino doing well. Morgan had a goal uh, that was disallowed in the Australia game, but still not at their best. Sam U.S. also has not had a great tournament. It, uh, I, I think I think Taylor Rockwell of the Total Soccer Show put it best, where it seems like she's got the yips or is jumpy, like she's not uh, as confident as she should be with her passing. Uh, next, we have Australia, who got a good draw against the USA. Uh, g- good, good in their minds, not good for the United States. Uh, I, I, I think that they will. They they have done fine. I don't think they're gonna get past Great Britain, but overall, I think it's it's been a good showing from them. Uh, maybe not for Sam Kerr. I think she would love to go even further. And then New Zealand, who you know they got two goals. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, one of them was against the United States. The other against Australia. A stoppage time goal. Uh, but also conceded ten goals. So not not great on that front. But hey, you know they're here. They're having fun. That's great. The men's side was able to go through. So uh, uh, hopefully next time New Zealand will also be there. Yeah, Jack, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this group and also how this group went down for the predictions for you. Well, um, I got one out of four in this one. So I was just one uh, right place away from tying with you. Uh, I underestimated Sweden in this one. I said they'd finish third. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I believe too much in the Sam Kerr supremacy. That's yes. about it. Uh, I, I said Australia would finish second. Um, they finished second in the third place ranking, though. So, I mean, maybe half credit, maybe. Not really. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> but you know, Sam Kerr really did carry Australia in this tournament. Like, she scored three of their four goals. So, I, I think, like, you know, I, I think that she could theoretically get them past uh, Great Britain. I, I think she alone could do it. 
I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I'm very. I'm very high on the Sam Kerr's uh, uh, hype train. That that's that's all I'll say yeah, about for that. For some dumb reason. <laughs> Maybe it's because uh, she was the best player on the Chelsea women's team this past season. Just yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe along with Fran Kirby. Uh, but whatever. Um, that's not what we're talking about right now. The U.S. <laughs> as as you said, kind of disappointing. They they could have done a lot better. Their squad would suggest that they should do a lot better. But, you know, they have made it through to the knockout round only to face the Netherlands, which is yes. probably the team you'd want to face the least out of any of these. It might have been better to just like lose to um, to honestly to just lose to to Australia to get third place and play Great Britain. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that seems like the far easier side of the bracket, uh, even though they would have to face Sweden again. But yeah, uh, ultimately, I, I think that this tournament just shows like you said, how, how much the U S women need a new generation to come in mm-hmm. because everyone else is caught up to women's soccer, really, or at least are starting to. And the U S just, just playing their playing how they usually do isn't enough anymore. Yeah. So I, I think like, uh, you know, there, there's a ton of great articles and some great books about that, about the, about that gulf decreasing over time. And I think this might've been the, the, the most recent showcase and probably most so solid showcase that they need to change it up. So that, that that's if, if anything good comes out of this tournament for the U S women's, I'm not sure if a medal is on the cards really because they have to face the Netherlands. But I, I think that uh, it, it'll show that they need some, some new players to come in and the old guard needs to maybe move on. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I think the United States is kind of I'm not going to call them arrogant because that's that, that that is definitely not the, the term to use for this team, but almost comfortable, I think. And I think that has a lot to do with the coach. I think especially with the Sweden game, he uh, Vladko really couldn't handle the Swedish press. He really couldn't problem solve his way out of uh his main attack starters, which is the fullbacks and the defensive midfielder, getting marked out of the game. And that, you know, when you have really like player superiority, you have to back that up with tactical superiority as well. And as as the rest of the world, like you said, catches up not just with tactics, but just technical ability with the players, it's going to get a lot harder to defend. And that's why I think. I think the United States has a good chance to still win this tournament, still get a medal at the very least, but also a very significant chance to continue the World Cup Olympic curse. No women's World Cup winner has won the Olympics, uh, the Olympic gold, uh, the tournament after they won that World Cup. So uh, not great uh, in terms of history, but I guess we'll see. Jack, your predictions on uh, the bracket, Great Britain, versus Australia, Sweden versus Japan, the Netherlands versus the USA, and Canada versus Brazil. Who do you have winning those quarterfinals and going on to the semis? Um, I'm going to go with the Netherlands over the US. I, 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 love some, I love some blind patriotism at times, but I, I don't think it's enough to, to face off against the Netherlands. They, they just seem to be hitting all the right buttons at this tournament, and I, I, think, they, they, I think they're the best team in this tournament personally but that might just be because they remind me of atalanta and i love some atalanta. <laughs> uh 
And then I'm going to go with Brazil again, really solid by them and Canada while good, haven't looked too impressive. Uh, Sweden over Japan, Sweden, again, very good team. The only team or yeah, only team to get all, all nine points in the group. And, uh, you know what? I'm going to go for maybe an upset Sam Kerr supremacy. We're going to go for, uh, Australia over Great Britain. All right. All right. Well, uh, sorry, I blanked out there. Who did you have winning Canada versus Brazil? Brazil in that okay. one. Okay. All right. Hmm. That's interesting. I might. There's a significant chance that I might disagree with you on every one of these except one. I I I, I do agree with Sweden winning over Japan. Sorry, Japan. I'm gonna go with the USA over the Netherlands oh, just because, okay. as I mentioned, okay. the Netherlands have uh defensive liabilities. Uh. And I think the USA can exploit the Netherlands' uh, defensive uh, liabilities, their defensive weaknesses, and at least make it a game, at least score uh, two goals against them, maybe. Uh, Canada versus Brazil. I want to go with Canada. I also want to go with Brazil. I'm going to go with Canada, just because uh, I've backed them before. I think Sinclair and them can do it. Uh. Really, this is just me wanting to set up a United States versus Canada semifinal to be <laughs> insane. That's going to get very toxic. Uh, and Great Britain versus Australia. I'm going Great Britain uh, just because I think that they have been the better team compared to Australia. They obviously won their group. And I'm sorry, I just don't I don't believe believe in, in Sam Kerr. Believe. No, 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 oh, not at all. Dang. Uh, I, I think Great Britain also has more west ham players on their team oh fair enough okay (laughs) i think australia has a few a couple maybe i think i think there is one west ham player at least on on uh the australia team yes i I gotta get more into the west ham women's uh, science because they didn't get relegated this season (laughs) so that's always good close they were close am i just saying great britain will win the quarterfinal just so i can set up a great britain versus united states gold medal match maybe i don't know (laughs) Uh, but that's just how I see it. And like I said before, Sweden over Japan. Uh, I got 50% on the predictions for the groups, Jack. How did you do? Um, slightly under that. I got 43%, I think it would be. I got 5 out of 12 on that one. So, you know what? You can you can take the the women's predictions. I'll, t- I'll take the men's one. We'll, we'll, we'll even it out there. Yes, yes. Looks like, I, looks like we are both on equal playing ground here. <laughs> well, Jack... That is it for our Olympic group stage review. I can't wait to talk more about how this tournament will end. Uh, when, when, when it even is the final, it is uh, the sixth and I'm guessing uh, the seventh for the I, men's. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Sixth and seventh. So in a couple of uh, weeks here, we will be able to talk about the end of this tournament, the end of the gold cup as well. Jack, where can people find us on the social medias? Yeah, well, real quick before that, it was awesome to get sure. to talk about, you know, a piece of soccer that not many people are really covering. Yeah. Like you cover you cover the the main surprise results, but there hasn't been much coverage beyond that. So it was great to kind of go a little bit more in depth and yeah. give give some coverage of that. Uh, and and our our Olympic predictions has also been so far this month, our, our best performing episode. So I'm, I'm glad that people are interested in the Olympics. I'm surprised that more people aren't talking about it because I, I haven't been able to watch every single game, but watching the highlights, watching uh, to see all the upsets and all that stuff happen, it's pretty interesting. And I can't wait to watch the rest of the tournament. 
Yeah. Well, uh, getting back on track, where can people find us? That yeah. is on Twitter at Final Third Show. Instagram, same exact handle, but follow us on Twitter instead. It's way more exciting. A lot more happening there. <laughs> uh, keep keep it tuned into there for fantasy Premier League, MLS stuff, uh, Olympics, uh, Gold Cup, all of that wrapping up. Keep uh, keep on there for tomorrow or today as you're as you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on Thursday, Qatar versus USMNT stuff uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Gold Cup semifinals. So uh, yeah, keep it tuned into there. And give us a follow. Yes, I can't wait to watch both the U.S. men's national team and the U.S. women's national team get eliminated two days in a row <laughs> coming up. Oh, gosh. Don't, <laughs> knock on wood, please. Do it. Yeah, you gotta I'm, do not, it. I'm knocking on so much wood right now. All right. Uh, that is it for us. You can follow us and give us a review and a rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or what have you. Tell a friend about our Olympics coverage, how much we're doing that. I'm sure they would appreciate it. Uh, and uh, also tell your father. I'm sure he would love to hear. Actually, no, this time, don't tell your father. Tell your mother about this show. Uh, because guess what? Uh, we are an equal opportunity podcast. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys this Monday for our news and predictions episode where we talk more about Gold Cup, uh, Olympics, MLS, uh, preseason for some uh some leagues and more and we'll see you guys next thursday for a very 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 special uh, installment of our deep dive edition of the show see ya bye for now oh, i forgot to say same time same place uh same place same time uh you know the drill all right that's it <laughs> <laughs>